Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Message in a Bottle from Red, Taylor Swift. Oh, so good. Such so a So good. Such a bop. And today, we are discussing the song Mine from Speak Now. Mine is the first track on Speak Now. Speak Now was released on October 25th, 2010, and this song was solely written by Taylor. Mm-hmm. Mine has been played live 140 times by Taylor. Ooh. Most of the performances were on her Speak Now tour in 2011 and 2012, and she played it acoustically on the Red Tour twice, once on the 1989 tour and once on her Reputation tour. So if you happen to be at any of the performances where she played it acoustically... On the Rep or 1989 tour. Let us know. Yeah, let us know how that was. Mm-hmm. That's cool. As her special song. Yes. In her Sup- acoustic they call set. It surprise song. Surprise song. <laughs> Mine was released as the lead single for Speak Now on August 4th, 2010. It peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. A music video was later released on August 27th, 2010. Isn't that crazy? Number three yeah. peaked. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So, Devin, Mm. what do you think about mine? I like this song. Not one of my all-time faves. As we all know, I got to the Speak Now train a little on the late side. So Speak Now is still my least played album, even though Story of Us is my number one played song. Yeah, you're... it might equal out in that regard. I don't know. You're waiting on your Speak Now renaissance. I need my Speak Now time with Taylor's version once it... Once it comes Yeah, out. I think it's going to be a real time for you. I, I hope so. It is still great. I think it's like a mid-range Taylor song for me right now. So I know, maybe like 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. The intro, super iconic. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah. Super iconic. You really know what song's about to play when, when you hear that. Mm. And I love the guitar riff in that opening. I really like the diary entry-esque feel of this song. Mm-hmm. It feels very much like she's looking back on this and writing in a diary and like, oh my god, I can't believe this incredible relationship I've had with this person. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty cool. I think that she has a lot of those kinds of songs on this album. That more like um, very personal, it feels. Yeah. And very like she's singing about something to somebody else, like one-on-one. Like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Or this is who uh, I want to sing about, you know? Yeah. I love the line, I was a flight risk with the fear of falling. Yeah. Such a cool way to say that you're falling in love or mm-hmm. that you... you Fall in love a lot. <laughs> or scared <laughs> or, of falling in love. Yeah. yeah. Or especially with the next part of that it doesn't always work out, you mm-hmm. know? I think that the chorus is freaking amazing. The chorus, I think, is what bumps this song up in, in rating for me. Mm. Really, really good. I love the melody of it. I love how it sounds in her voice. I love the harmonies on it. It's It's great. I love that this is one of the songs where Taylor ends up with the person. Mm-hmm. I love that there's that little fake out in the bridge where it's 2.30 a.m. and the, she runs out into the rain and she preps for the goodbye. Mm-hmm. But then he comes out and he and he says, wait a second. No, I'm going to stay with you forever, no matter what. And you're just like, oh, my God, it actually works out. <laughs> <laughs> so many, as we know, Taylor has so many breakup songs. She has so many songs about pining over somebody someone who's done her wrong Mm. it's 
kind of refreshing and rare to have a song where it's just like love. It's like kind of like ours as well. It's, yeah. it's just like this is a song. Or Mary's where, song, which or, we recently mm-hmm, covered. Yep. Where they do. It ends up where they get together. And I also think it's interesting because like, and, and Gossip Gab will probably go over this a little bit of, of the maturity now in the sound and like in the subject matter. Mm hmm. As opposed to Fearless, where like, and and I think that a really cool way that this was talked about was on that Ringer podcast of every uh, every album ever of, of her, or was that Rolling Stone? Uh, no, Ringer, every album Taylor Swift, yeah. Yeah, and they were talking about the difference between Fearless and Speak Now and how she's, you know, trying to become... Well, she's grown up, yeah. basically. And, yeah. and like the line, uh, I have a drawer of things at your place mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like, and now we're getting married. And like, you know, so it's a, it's a little bit more mature yeah. in that aspect. Yeah. So it's it's a very interesting lead single in that regard, too, because it's opening us up to this new era. Or what it did open us up to a new era of Taylor. Yeah. Where she was, what she was writing, what she was doing, how she wanted to be perceived. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. I love the last time through the chorus where it's from his perspective. Mm. The line, and every time I look at you, it's like the first yeah. time that the rhythm of that line is so good. Yeah. And every time I look at you, it's like the first time. It's so it's good. It's so good. It's so good. And I'm the, I fell in love with uh-huh. the careless man's careful daughter. Yep. Yeah. All in all, pretty standard country pop song, I think. It is definitely aided by the fact that it is a Taylor country pop song. Mm-hmm. So that obviously gives it a little leg up. And I like it. Gab, what do you think about this song? I was fully a Swifty when mine came out. And Speak Now was the first Taylor album where I remember purchasing the album digitally the day it came out. Yeah. And though I think all of Speak Now is like really accessible, I think mine is just a great lead single given where Taylor's music was at the time. Mm-hmm. So you kind of touched on this. Like she was slowly growing up and starting to discuss more mature relationship topics and issues. Mm-hmm. And mine was just such an easy song to immediately like, like transitioning from that Fearless into that Speak Now era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just, it tells a, like, pretty straightforward love story, but it has, like, lots of, like, emotional oomph to it, you know? <laughs> I like that, yeah. So, like, instead of, like, love story, which, you know, is this love story, this fairy tale, this is, like, telling this, like, realistic story, like, hey, I have baggage from stuff mm-hmm. with my parents, I think people are gonna leave, oh, you didn't, you proved me wrong, mm-hmm. this is amazing, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it's very much like a country song where it tells the story in the whole song, mm-hmm. but it's very clear, so I think it's a good lead single. For sure. I agree with you, I love Love the intro of the song with the uh uh uh. It's mm-hmm. iconic. Great way to start an album. The uh. like so really good. really classic. Taylor has the best album openers. I think. I, I think, think they're so. just so good. Yeah. And I really like this in terms of her lead lead singles reflecting the era. I feel like mine does reflect the Speak Now era. I think so. In a good way, especially to like all the self written. The fact that the whole album was self written. Everything it's about that. Mine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I really love the lyric, you made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter. Mm-hmm. It just tells so much of the story in its one lyric. Yep. And I think um, Rob Sheffield, a uh, Rolling Stone, who he writes on Taylor a lot. He's a very big fan. I think he wrote about that, like, one line that, like, you can write a lyric where you just tell a story in that, w- in that one line. Yep. You know everything. You understand it. And I think it's brilliant. 
Um, I also think that the song really lends itself to like visualizing the story. So I think mm. it was like perfect as a lead single because it lends itself to music video so clearly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As you listen to it, when she's like sitting by the water, you put your arm around me, like you can see uh-huh. it all happening. And it's it's a very visual song, which I constantly am thinking about her songs in a visual way ever since we saw her speak about uh, the well short yeah. film and how she sees her songs visually. And which how, is she's, really how cool. she's always seen her songs visually. Yeah. Like, that's just how she writes. Yeah, so I've been thinking about that a lot uh, whenever I listen to the songs. I really love how the song starts skeptical of love because of the singer's experience with her parents. And she says, wondering why we bother with love if it never mm. lasts. And then it shows the walls breaking down, the trust building, and it ultimately ends at, do you believe it? We're going to make it now. And I can see it. Mm. And, you know, you just know I love a hopeful love song. And I think mine is definitely that. Mm -hmm. And I also just love the different emotions in Taylor's voice throughout the song. And then I really love, it's this silly way that she sings the line, we've got nothing figured out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so <laughs> I think good. It's, it's really cute, but it's also so funny. It's like very much the way that like a 21 year old would imagine like falling in love, getting married, having a family, you mm-hmm. know, like we got nothing figured out, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, it's like very hopeful and loving. And yeah, I agree. It's a solid country pop song. Tells a good love story. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Devin, Mm. do you relate to mine? Along the lines of that line you just said, we've got bills to pay, we have nothing figured out. (laughs) This was my life for a good chunk of my early 20s. Mm. No idea what was going on, living paycheck to paycheck, bills needed to be paid, rent needed to be paid. I didn't know where I was living. I didn't know what I was doing, what I was eating that day. It was typically chicken salad and a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts and a bag of chips for lunch. Like that was that was what I was eating. No way to live, really. But I mean, it was my early 20s. I was in New York for the first time and figuring things out. But I didn't get my life straightened out in that way until Gab and I moved in together. And it finally felt like there was something real and steady, hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and and I finally felt like maybe my life was sort of starting to get figured out. Mm. Though we did still have bills to pay and probably, <laughs> probably even more bills. The other way I relate is the line about we make don't want to make our parents mistakes. Mm. That's pretty real, too. Yeah. Um, especially as we're building our life together and we see things in our parents that maybe we want to do differently, mm-hmm. especially with just, you know, communication and the time that we spend together and being open and honest. And that's so real. Yeah. And that can absolutely put a damper on relationships, especially in the beginning when you might have a fear about an aspect of a relationship that you see Mm -hmm. from your parents that you don't want in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And so there's fear there. And that's such a big part of this song is is overcoming that and making the relationship yours, Mm -hmm. mine, instead of theirs. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I think that that's a huge, huge thing. And it, it's also interesting to think about it in regards to Taylor's actual personal life and her finding Joe. And I'm sure that when they began dating, it couldn't have been easy for her mm. with all of the hurt that she's had gone through previously, yeah. Yeah. you know, and to overcome that. And now yeah. they're in this, you know, beautiful, healthy relationship. But I mean, it's, it seems like she has really good role models in her parents and like... But they uh, are divorced. Are they? Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they just, uh, like, still, like, work together because wow. of Taylor and, you know. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that, like, that also affected. Yeah. Yeah, how she views relationships and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. So, pretty relatable song. Gab, what about you? Do you relate? Yeah, I definitely relate to that idea as well. And I think a lot of people probably relate to that idea of their parents and figuring out what they want to do in their relationships. And I can't imagine anyone who doesn't have some things that they would probably want to, like, do differently, you know? Yeah. Which is, yeah, super relatable. I also really relate to the idea of romanticizing relationships Mm. and, like, picturing, like, a future and a whole life with someone, like, super early on. Mm. Because, like, in the music video, which we're going to get to next, she meets this guy and then, like, kind of, like, has this, like, thought about, you know, like, what would our life be together? Mm -hmm. And, like, then there's kind of, like, a flashback, too. But that definitely was something that I did, romanticize relationships. Like, picture, like... An entire life, like, right away. My mom used to say, like, don't wear your wedding dress on the first date. Mm, uh-huh. <laughs> Which, like, absolutely I did. You did? You're, you came into the into the date like, can I marry this guy? I mean, like, kind of. Like, not necessarily, but, like, a lot of first dates. I was like, oh, like, that, they're going to be my boyfriend. And then I was like, nope. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, my first ever online date, which was, like, on the app called Coffee Meets Bagel. I think it still exists, but I have no idea. Mm. Literally, that person, I was like, wow, I met my next boyfriend already. How lucky am I? <laughs> Never heard from him again. <laughs> I had a lot to learn. Yeah, lucky but, me. But, you know... uh Eternal romantic. Yeah, eternal. <laughs> but then I also uh, really love the scenes in the music video where Taylor's surrounded by, like, the photos of her family and friends. I was extremely photo-obsessed in 2010 mm. when this uh, music video came out. Like, I carried a digital camera around with me everywhere. <laughs> like, took hundreds of photos, no matter what the, like, event was. It could be, like, hanging in someone's basement, and, like, there'd be, like, 80 photos from the day. <laughs> and I just was very much about imagining my whole life in pictures Mm. a la that's a last kiss reference yep now i watch your life in pictures but that was just such a thing at that time so then taylor standing in that like forest full of photos where like this is our life like that was such a thing that like was my mindset in 2010 too like you have pictures of all these people you love surrounding you and they make you up yeah like i even wrote my college essay about that oh really yeah so i relate to like those visuals especially Mm -hmm. too Which brings us to the music video. Yeah. Mine's music video was directed by Taylor and Roman White, who is the man behind Taylor's 15 and You Belong With Me music Mm. videos. The video was shot in Portland, Maine, where near near where Devin grew up. I mean, yeah, I was born. Yeah. Born in Portland, Maine. Taylor's co-star in the music video is Toby Hemingway. And Taylor explained to People Magazine that the casting of the British actor was connected to her love for the number 13. No way. She said, I saw Feast of Love and just loved that movie and thought Toby was so great that I thought it would be perfect to put him in the video. I was doing some more research and watched another movie he was in called The Covenant. I got this crazy 13 lucky thing and he walks on screen for the first time wearing a sweatshirt with a 13 on it. That was the deciding factor. It wasn't really up to me. It was all about the number. Yep. Which is pretty funny. Classic. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So Devin, what do you think about the Mayan music video? Great little music video. 
the classic flashbacks mm-hmm. in country music videos. It's just like, it's so classic and they're kind of like in this soft focus. Yeah. And it's from the POV of them as their younger self and there's, you know, things going on around them. In this case, her parents fighting in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Yeah, like those Martina McBride videos like Broken Wing. Mm-hmm. You know, just classic country music videos. It's not one of my favorite Taylor music videos. I think, again, mid-range. Mm-hmm. I love the story of it and the use of the Polaroid photos on the strings, like you said. Very cute. She looks fantastic in it, and her love interest is a pretty good actor, Mm -hmm. and I totally get their connection, and I love that first moment that they have at the restaurant where she looks up and she's like, oh, oh my, oh. (laughs) Oh, Oh, hello. Who is this Adonis standing over me? After she had just seen the couple fighting in the corner and she like does that little, you know, eye roll. Yeah. I love the final montage of their wedding and having kids. Mm -hmm. It's just like super cute. And again, I just love that it's a song where they end up together. And the music video is just like so great in that way. And I love the imagery of them sitting by the water. Yeah. And, you know, like, you put your arm around me for the first That's time. That's like a touchstone almost. It's just like a, yeah. yeah, keystone memory. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. What do you think? So I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I really love narrative music videos. Mm-hmm. So I love the Mind music video, and I especially loved it in uh, 2010 when it first came out. I was 18 at the time, and I loved rom-coms and love stories. Obviously, I still do. I just really enjoyed how the video showed Taylor and Toby going through all the stages of life as, like, a couple together. I thought it was just, like, super cute, like, going, like, along with the song. It was endearing. I love the chorus visuals um, where she is in in that forest full of photos and memories, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, that was, like, the coolest. And she looked so pretty in the white dress. Yeah. I think I probably bought a white eyelet dress because Taylor Swift did. Yeah. And I just, like, I really loved getting, especially at this time, to see Taylor, like, go through these life events that, like, I was imagining in my own life. And anytime we get to see Taylor in a wedding dress is always just so fun and, you know, full of serotonin. And, (laughs) and yeah, so I just, I really liked the video. I thought it was super cute. And I, especially at 18, like, it was, like, a really great video. Yeah, and I, I just, I loved a love song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's time for the segment of... Gossip. This song is about Taylor's, and this is a quote, tendency to run from love. Mm. She said, it's been sort of a recent tendency, and I think it's because for me, every really direct example of love that I've had in front of me has ended in goodbye and ended in breakups and things like that. So I think I've developed this pattern of running away when it comes time to fall in love and stay in a relationship. The song is sort of about finding the exception to that and finding someone who would make you believe in love and realize that it could work out because I'm never, ever going to go past hoping that love works out Mm. yeah which is hopeful taylor which i love yeah taylor revealed to rolling stone that she penned the song out of nostalgia when thinking back to an unrequited relationship with a boy she once had a crush on Mm. she said i was reflecting back on a boy i liked at a certain time the song is about what it would be like if i actually let my guard down oh wow It is actually a confession of some sort, because this is a situation where a guy that I just barely knew put his arm around me by the water, and I saw the entire relationship flash before my eyes, Mm. almost like some weird science fiction movie. 
After I wrote the song, things sort of fell apart, as things so often do, and I hadn't talked to him in a couple of months. And then the song came out, and that day I got an email from him. And I was like, yes, because that one was sort of half confession, half prediction or projection of what Mm. I saw. And the fact that it came across so clearly to that guy that he would email me that I had been direct enough. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, and I just love how, like, she, like has this moment where she likes this guy, puts his arm around her, and she envisions this whole relationship. And then her being Taylor Swift, she goes home and writes it into a song and then creates a visual music video of that whole life that she imagined. Wild. And I love that because she was talking, like, as we said, she was talking about how she sees her song so visually. Yeah. And, like, that experience of, like, a guy just, like, showing you a little interest and you being, you being, like... Oh my god, like, imagine what our kids would look like. Like, I had been there before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, just thinking, like, different people where it's like, what is our life gonna be, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's, like, super cute and relatable, too, for, like, how she's 21 at this time, you know? And, you know, hesitant to fall in love, but, you know, looking for it, too. And So the hidden message in the liner notes of mine is... Toby, Mm. which refers to her co-star in the music video Toby Hemingway. However, the song was written before Taylor and Toby had ever met on set. Many believe this song to be about actor Corey Monteith, who was rumored to have a flirtation with Taylor when they were photographed hanging out in L.A. Mm. together. Some believe they dated for a month, but it was never confirmed. Mm. So we don't know for sure or not Mm. if this happened. At some point, apparently Monteith's mom posted... A picture of the two of them with mine playing under it. Mm. So people saw that as a confirmation that the song was written about him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no confirmation of this, but like generally the internet and Reddit seems to think mm. that this is the Cory Monteith song. Okay. And it kind of tracks with someone she never dated, but like had interest in. Yeah. Um, so it's possible. Huh. And then, of course, obviously, you know, rest in peace to Cory Monteith, just like yeah. such a tragedy. Yeah. Like he died way too young. Yeah. Only in 2013. Like so sad. Mine was released on August 4th, 2010, ahead of the planned August 16th release date after a bootlegged version appeared online. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't remember any of this because I was definitely not like that online at this time. Taylor told Rolling Stone that while she didn't expect it to be released prematurely, she eventually appreciated the overwhelmingly positive response to the track. Her manager said, I don't want you to panic. And I said, the song leaked, didn't it? I turned my phone on and there were all these texts saying, congratulations. A leak is so out of my comfort zone, but it ended up it ended up good in the end. It made me so emotional that I started crying. Oh wow! Yeah, so I had no memory of any of this. So wow. that's really interesting that they released it early because they wanted the fans to obviously hear the actual high quality song. Right? Yeah. Wow. And this happens all the time. Weeks. Apparently, yeah. Yep. Devin, mm. what's your favorite line in mine? Oh, that rhymed. Oh, what's my favorite line in mine? Yeah. Again, I love, I was a flight risk with the fear of falling, wondering why we bother with love if it never lasts. It's really good. Just so good. Such a great visual. A flight risk Mm -hmm. with the fear of falling. Like, crazy. So good. The lyrics on Speak Now, I think, are just really poetic. Like, really well done. Yeah. Just like so she had something to prove. Like she, people were kind of like, you know, doubting her co-writing abilities mm-hmm. and stuff. And she was like, "I'm sorry, I'm going to release an entire album that I wrote by myself to yeah. prove you wrong." Yeah, what is your favorite line? So you talked about this before. I love the part where she says, "You said I remember how we felt sitting by the water, and every time I look at you, it's like the first time." Yep. 
It's so good. I love the melody there, the mm-hmm. way she changes it up. Also, just, like, the surprise of it, like you said. You know, like, she's running out in the rain, crying, 2.30 a.m., very typical Taylor. Usually it's a breakup. Yeah. And she says, like, brace myself for the goodbye because it's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he's like, I remember when we met, and every time I look at you, it's, like, the first time. It's really Making beautiful. Amazing. So really beautiful. great line. Just another side note on Relate. We were working on this episode while we were at Devin's family's house, and his brother's dog was there visiting who we are very fond of, love this dog dearly. And every morning he greeted me like he was, it was like a brand new day. Like it was like he didn't see me. And so I thought about the lyric every time he greeted me, every time I look at you, it's like the first time. That's Bo. It's Bo. It's that's, that's Drew, Devin's brother's dog, um, who we talked about on the mean episode. Every time he looks at us, it's like the first time. And that's like a dog's love. Oh, it made me think of that. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about Bo every time. Oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From a rating of one to ten drawers of my things at your place. Wow. Yeah. What do you give mine? I think I'm going to give mine six. Okay. Six drawers of my things at your place. That's a lot of drawers. A lot of draws, (laughs) as Gab would say. Draws. I do say that. I like this song a lot. I think it's great. I think I'm going to like it even more once I have my nostalgia to put to it and Mm. my experience with it. Mm -hmm. Please, Taylor. Drop speak now, sometime <laughs> soon. Would love it. Yeah, would love it. We're hungry. For, we are for some for another album. We are. <laughs> so we just want all the content always. So six for me. Gab from one to ten drawers of things at your place. Mm. From one to ten drawers of my things you. at your place. What do you give this song? I am going to give mine a seven drawers okay. of my things at your place. Seven drawers of my things at your place. Okay. I really like this song. It's really fun. It's cute. It's a bop, country pop. I am a fan, but it definitely falls more middle of the road for me. You just totally rapped there. Did I? Fan is bop, country pop. (laughs) I'm a poet and I don't even know it. (laughs) Taylor, hit me up for some co-writing. Yes. (laughs) I am a fan of mine. I think it's a great lead single. It's just so hard when you love someone's discography so much how things get ranked. Yeah. But I too am ready for... Speak Now, Taylor's version. Because the same way, like, where the Fearless songs opened up to me in a different uh, way, I think the Speak Now songs will, too. Way. You know? Yeah. It's like your palate being expanded. Yeah, we're ready. Ready. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Do you relate to mine? Is mine your stand song? Oh. Is it not? We want to hear it all. So please hit us up on Instagram. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you to all our patrons. Thank you so much. You're the best. And be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And if you have a moment and haven't done so yet, please leave us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify has star reviews too. They do. They do. And it really helps us out. It certainly does. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering Mirrorball from Folklore. Yes, 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 yes. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.